You're listening to an Anazal Ministries podcast. What is up, everyone? Happy summer. And summer is not the same. It cannot be summer without the movies. We are in our drive-in series where we are just teaming up. Uh, we have the best duos right now. I am Elizabeth Payne Clyde, and I am here with TJ. We are partners in this drive-in series where we each get to pick a summer blockbuster. The only strings attaches is had to be in summer, which I try to fight because I wanted to do holes, but it's fine. That's spring. So I had to choose a summer blockbuster. It has to be no string attached where it cannot be a part of any other franchise. It has to be a standalone summer blockbuster film. And today we are doing my pick. And we'll get into my pick in just a little bit, but we're just giving you the premises of the summer dive in. Real quick, I just want to know because I just got back in the country and I want to know what my friend TJ has been up to. How are you doing, TJ? Man, uh, I've been good. I've been working. That's pretty much it. Uh, That's lame. Had a a day off and uh, my friend Simon came over. We played Lego Star Wars The Skywalker Saga for eight hours. Eight solid straight? Yeah, eight straight. Okay, we're not doing the geeking out thing. We don't have time for that. But have you played the new Zelda yet? I have not. I haven't. I have not either. I haven't. I need to. That's another time. We, We both need to. Okay, so we are going to be talking about one of my all-time favorite movie. Fun fact, I had to Google what a blockbuster film was, like what made a film a blockbuster. And so it's pretty much just a high-budget film that did really, really well in the summer. So for those who did not know, now you know. And just a little uh, tidbit of mine, a quote is, an idea is like a virus, resilient, highly contagious, the smallest seed of an idea can grow. It can grow to define you or destroy you. So during this drive-in, we are talking about Inception. It's actually a Christopher Nolan film. So I'm sure a lot of you guys are familiar with that name. He is the Batman guy. So he did the two big Batman um, movies, but Inception is actually his third highest grossing film. So it's a big yeah. deal. It was, um, I think, 2010 is when it came out. So it's still fairly recent. It was number one, I think, like three weeks in a row. It did almost a billion dollars in revenue. Very big deal. Very. Yeah. And it's, it's near and dear to my heart. So TJ, yeah. you said you watched it. We both watched it yesterday. It's two hours and 28 minutes long, by the way. So we are dedicated. I forgot how long it was. I had to do it in two parts because I just didn't have time to sit down. For yeah. two straight hours. So if you watched it before, so let's pretend, you know, we just got done with the drive-in. You watched it for the first time. What was your initial thoughts about the movie? Oh, I was like 12 when I finally saw it. Uh, so I I was just kind of blown away. Like I was into it. I was super interested and I was taking it way too seriously is really what it was. Because I was at that stage where it's like, you know. You questioned daddy. everything. Dreams are basically pseudoscience you know, at this point. How much of that is real? Like, is it applicable? It's insane. I know that. Uh, I never really, like, understood it. Mm-hmm. It took a couple years to really understand it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that also was because it's, you know, two and a half hours long. So kind of missed some things first time around and the second, third time around. Fourth, fifth, but, Sixth time yeah. around. Yeah. It's All just, right. it's two and a half hours long, but it's also very dense. Mm-hmm. 
With me, my husband showed it to me the first time. So I think I was, in 2010, I was 18. So I was probably maybe like 20 by the time, um, maybe 21 by the time I saw it because my husband was like, what? You've never seen this? You have to watch it. And so I was just very confused. And usually when I don't, when I'm confused, I don't really like something, but I liked, I liked being confused. And so for those who may have been sleeping for the past, um, I guess, what, 13 years? Uh, yeah. Inception is about a thief who steals corporate secrets through the use of dream sharing technology is given the inverse task of planting an idea into the mind of a CEO, but his tragic past may doom the project and his team to disaster. And for all the heartthrobs um, out there, this is Leon, um, Leonardo, uh, not Da Vinci, guys, but DiCaprio. Uh, I said his name right, right? I know yeah. so many. Okay, okay I said it right. You know how, like, yeah. yeah. Well, in my head, I was like, don't say Da Vinci. Don't say Da Vinci because that's just where I go to. <laughs> yeah. And so I wanted to make sure I wasn't on autopilot. Yeah. But I actually did, in middle school, did a biography on Leonardo um, DiCaprio because we had to do a real person and he was just because I, I hate being known for like he, he was attractive on the cover and I was like let's go and so I did a whole study on him so you know I was yeah. like really into Inception because I was really into Leonardo yeah there's not like a shortage of eye candy in Inception there's you know? so when I was watching it again yesterday I forgot how many attractive guys there was and I was yeah, like, like wow all of them all of them and well, this is probably going to um, be homage to you. Every time I kept on seeing author. So author and inception is just a really like suave genius guy. I kept on seeing you, TJ, because yeah. like you, oh, you, you usually do your hair like slick back and you're kind of like a MacGyver. So I was like, man, if we had to like assign roles, TJ would be author. Yeah, so, I'm Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Pretty much. I mean, I can't, identical twins. Mm-hmm. So pretty much with the idea of inception, it. It's, it's just you I don't know what's the beginning what's the end it it messes with your mind because it's all about like you fall asleep and you can control your dreams and I don't know anyone who hasn't had the desire to want to control their dreams because it's like your universe and there's been a very few times like maybe twice that I can think of like I knew I was dreaming and I was able to try and like manipulate or control my dreams. And usually I just try and fly because like, who doesn't want to fly in a dream? Yeah. So yeah. have you ever had that where you just tried to like, have you ever like known you were dreaming during your dreams? A cu- like maybe a couple times where I was like, oh, this is dope. I want to go somewhere else. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Most I of the times I'm just at the whim of my psyche. So having the control worst- is way more fun. Yeah, the worst is when it's like the sleep paralysis where when you like wake up from the dream, but like you're not fully awake. I had that one time and I watched the scary, it, it always is in continue with the scary movie and I was literally afraid of the dark and this was recent, like maybe like a few months ago, but that's off topic. I was yeah. fine, still fine. But pretty much, um, Lee, well, his name is Dom, Dom Cobb in the movie. So Cobb uh, goes into the dream and so his job is pretty much making money of these dreams and so his wife's family we learn a little bit about like his father-in-law he's kind of like one of the the founders or like a big deal so everyone knows about this but it's like an underground dream makers or underground like dream seekers where people will literally pay money to go to sleep so they can control their dreams and one of my favorite 
scenes in the movie is when um, one of the guys was like, so all these people come here just to sleep? And they're like, no, they come here to wake up because the dreams has now become their reality. And I'm like, yeah. that was yeah. so cool. And it was like a Morgan Freeman type guy who said it. And so it was just really epic. And I, I'm going to go like really, I'm trying not to go too crazy on this movie because there's so much to unpack, but you just don't even know where to start. Yeah, because it's it's, so it's hard. Confusing. It's so hard. So what was your favorite parts of the movies? Uh, definitely when they're trying to like reconcile with the fact that their plan went wrong and they have to figure out how to fix it because mm-hmm. they're several layers deep in this dream mm-hmm. and like their anchor, their way out, uh, Ames ditched them, you know, took the, took the easy way out early to say the least. But, um, wasn't Ames? Yeah, I think so. But there's so many characters that there's so many characters get muddled, but trying to figure their way out of, uh, three layers of dreams that are asynchronous because time moves slower and slower the deeper you go. Uh, that was really interesting to me. Uh, and then, of course, you know, the dreams like folding in on themselves. Yeah, it's so great. So I did do a, I cheated a little bit because I'm not smart enough to come up with this stuff by myself. But there was a lot of the the frontal cortex, your brain waves when you watch a movie is very similar of your brain waves when you are actually dreaming because it pretty much goes into autopilot and what is unreasonable, it's not a red flag, just like in a dream. And they talk about a lot of your psyche and dream psychosis in the movie. And you're like, wow, I never thought about that. Like a lot of the times, like we see a scene and we find out like, oh, they're already dreaming. Wait, what, what's happening? And they're like, well, you never know when a dream has a beginning because you're always in a dream. And so one of the theories is they related a homage of Inception being like a movie because whenever you start watching a movie, you don't really know the beginning of the movie. You usually go in with the action. And so they talk about um, Dom being the like uh, they gave everyone roles of like the film producer and how it's been like a whole film going throughout. And I was like, oh, that makes sense. But it's just a theory. But the main premise is Dom and his wife, they go through, they, they find out how deep they can go into a dream. And so they go so deep, they build a whole life together. And like TJ said, time moves different differently. And the deeper of dream layers you go, the slower time moves. So him and his wife, this is like spoilers. So if you haven't watched it, here we go. You had 13 years. I'm not sorry. So right. his wife thought that he, she pretty much confused reality and dreaming. And so he's like, we have to wake up now. It's been 50 years. And she's like, no, no, we don't. And so he went even deeper into his wife's subconscious and planted an idea. This is not real. And the only way when you're that deep to wake up from a dream is to kill yourself. And so they, yeah, in the dream. Yeah. Yeah, Thank you. Thank you, TJ. Don't do that now, guys. Uh, We do not condone violence of any kind. But so, but because in that dream, in her complete subconscious state, that idea was planted, even after she woke up into reality, it manifested and it was like a disease. And she still thought she was dreaming and she wanted to go back to her children, her life that she created in her dreamland. So then she just ends up killing herself in real life. 
But she wanted Dom, a cop, to go with her and he wouldn't do it. So she staged this whole grandiose scene of how she wrote a letter to her lawyer saying, like, I fear for my life. And she framed her death on Cobb. So then that's why he has to take on this impossible mission of inception, planting an idea in the CEO's head, because he's been on the run for X amount of years, uh, just trying to find a way back home to America to his kids. So it's just a, it's a whole thing. Another idea of inception theory is the inception was never about the CEO. It was all about Cobb. So his friends created the inception because Cobb has been ridden with guilt over his wife's death, thinking he was the cause. And it pretty much plays into the whole entire movies where he finally lets it go. So one of the theories is it was all an inception for Cobb to let go of his guilt on his wife. And the even the CEO was a part of the you see that's the thing. You're like, but that's completely possible. You just never know. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh Christopher Nolan, you know, this is like one of his best movies. Probably number one or number two, depending on who you ask. I think Interstellar is better, personally. I think that but, was number four on the like money list. So good. But uh it's amazing how deep a movie can get uh especially when you're you know the point of the movie to some people is about filmmaking or you know getting trapped in your own subconscious and he does it so well for the whole two and a half hours and yeah, it's I'm actually bored yeah he he actually had to so he came up with the idea for inception uh way way before he was actually able to do it he came up with inception before he did batman begins but he realized, like, you know, it's not easy to do, so he's going to wait until he gets more experience. And then he made Batman Begins, Dark Knight Rises. Um, you know, he just kind of made a bunch of other great movies. And he was like, yeah, it's Inception time. And I think it was worth the wait because it's one of the, you know, one of the best movies of the 2010s at, at the very least. Mm-hmm. Some people said it was the movie of the decade. And then when I was looking at other like top grocery movies, like this is one of the few original non-animated kid movies that broke Blockbuster. So like you have Sing, you have, um, I think they were saying like Zootopia, Despicable Me, they all came out around that time and they all did better than Inception, but Inception was the only like adult movie that like broke it um, or something. Like that. I thought that was interesting. And so we know where to sell stuff now, kid stuff sells. That's what I learned through my like deep dive of figuring out how well Inception did. Because I never knew. I never pay attention to who likes a movie. If I like it, that's good enough for me. So I didn't realize that Inception was almost a billion dollar movie. So good job. We thank you, Christopher Nolan. We thank you a lot. I think the most controversial about this movie is, so with um, Inception, I almost said Conception, but you know. (laughs) We're not, talk- We're not talking about that today. Maybe, yeah, maybe that's another podcast episode. Um, but with Inception, so for Cobb to know whether he's dreaming or not, because he was also in that deep state for years, they have what is called a totem. And so his totem is like almost like a little spinning top type deal. Only he knows the weight. Only he knows like how it feels. And when he spins it, if it is a dream, it will spin forever. And if it's not a dream, it's supposed to fall down. So there's even times like you can see like how his psyche is breaking because he has a gun to his head waiting for the totem to stop or not. Because once again, if you are in the dream, 
the only way to wake up is to either A, kill yourself or B, have a jump. And so we've all had like dreams of like kind of falling and like being jolted awake that way. But depending on where you're at in the dream, you can't always jolt yourself awake. And so that's just kind of crazy. And when he finally gets to the end of it, he spins the top and then we zoom in on the top and it's spinning and then it's Finn. And it gets me every single time. Yeah. I don't, very few movies, one of them is The Lion King, where I can see the very same scene, like whenever Mufasa dies, and it, it, I get the same emotional reaction every single time. And so I feel like Inception is one of them because it has, it's technically a sci-fi, I think, film. Yeah. It's, it's very like suspenseful too. Like I still jumped at the, because Maul, the wife um, that still lives in the psyche who destroys all the plans and all that stuff. And it's, it's just so, the more I dive into this movie, the more beautiful it is because Maul means bad, you know, in like Mm -hmm. another language. And French. I'm like, ah, sh- yeah, that was it. Uh, makes sense. She's French, but um, but I was like, I was like, ah, that's so clever. And then there's a song where they use to time the jumps, and that song, if you translate it, is all about like trying to like for remembrance or some kind of lyrics. The song is two minutes and twenty eight seconds, so that's why the film is two minutes and tw- I mean two hours and twenty eight minutes long to kind of stretch it out. To kind of like do that warp sense of time. Yeah, I just, it's so good. It's so many layers. And once again, guys, if you have not seen this, I don't know which one was the beginning and which one's the end still to this day. Like, I don't know if the beginning was a prequel or a foreshadow, if that was the ending. And then with the ending, we do the big. It's just like, I don't yeah. know. Which one do you think it is? Do you think we're starting at the end or the beginning when the movie starts? I think this we start at the really end. You th- I think we start at the end, too. And then, like, we go through the whole background of how they got to the end. Yeah. And so if you guys are very confused, you have to watch this to know what we're talking about. Yeah. The uh, So, like, the, the final scene is so good because, you know, it's not just us that doesn't get to see whether or not the, the totem stops spinning. Uh, Cobb walks away. Mm-hmm. Cobb doesn't stay to see if he's in a dream or not. Yeah, he's not holding the gun to his head this time. Yeah. So, I don't know. I like it when a movie doesn't let us know something that you know the main character doesn't know yeah i i i still but here's the thing we still do not fully know if he's still dreaming or not mm-hmm. but christopher nolan won't kids, tell you i love that thank you christopher nolan he's, he for, says people ask all the time he's like no i don't know and it's, it's always for like, a reason this man created it like i think of like the harry potter series i think of like Literally, this came from someone's mind, creativity. And I'm like, people are so talented. And so whenever they like literally on script, off script, keep the magic alive, I just really respect that a lot. But another thing is, so he couldn't see his kids and he never, um, he never like looked back or called out his kids so he could see their faces before he fled the country because there was no time. So these kids keep on every time he is in other people's subconscious and Maul and his kids and even a train, which you will know if you watch it, it keeps on like breaking into his psyche because he can't keep it in order. But like, did you notice that his kids, when he finally got to see them at the end, they're wearing the same clothes as always and they didn't age. Mm-hmm. So that's why I'm curious. I'm like, is it still a dream? Because they, they should have aged. It depends on how deep he was. 
that's but I'm saying like yeah, and that's another thing. Just to sleep for a night. Yeah, maybe maybe no time passed, and he this whole thing because technically when they did the mission to us, it only felt like maybe an hour because we watched everything. But since they went layers and layers deep, at one point they're like, "Well, how much time did that give us?" And they said like a couple weeks, and I'm like, "So they yeah. they were doing this mission for how long?" Like the yeah. time is completely broken in yeah, it. And so, plus Arthur, Arthur's just a genius, which yeah. is you. You are Arthur. Yeah. Well, the lower, so the lower they get, the longer their time gets, but the time in the real world doesn't change. Yeah. So we, they it's never like a did say how is, long. is 10 days for them or, you know, if you yeah. go deep enough. But I still want to know, like, how long was he on the run for? We will never know. There's no way to know because he's definitely There's not no making a sequel. Know. No, well, I don't think he, I feel like this one it should. This is one of the few movies I'm okay not knowing, and I yeah. like not knowing. Yeah. And it ended well. It wasn't like Lost. Did you ever watch all yeah. of Lost? Yeah, I watched I'm Lost. Thinking, like you know, I'm way later, still. but still. Yeah, but it's but you know what I mean. Like it, like it, it tried to have one of those ambiguous ending, and it just was not done well. Yeah, it was. It just it ruined it. Yes, but this it could have been ending. I'm like, but then they were like, oh, they were all dead purgatory yeah no but that's a different that's a different podcast but oh another one i you probably didn't notice um unless you did like a little diving like i did so we never found out what Cobb's totem was so i talked about the spinning mm-hmm. top that was actually his wife's totem so he held on to that as like a symbol of guilt which is another like you know nod to the ending when he let it go and didn't look back. It was almost like a symbol of like, he's he's finally letting his wife go, blah, blah. So they say whenever he is dreaming, he has his wedding band on. And then in reality, his wedding band is off every single time. So yeah. that's like, so they have a speculation if that might've been his totem or like, it's just one of those, like, it's like, well, and then we know for a fact this is reality or it's not. And we just never, we never know. Yeah. Yeah, it makes sense too for like his wedding ring to be his totem because, you know, in his dreams, his wife's still alive. So yeah, he's still married to her and he still loves her. And then I think about that too. So even when you take away all the mind blown of craziness, like it's such a heartfelt relationship because Maul is not bad. She was sick and she just loves her husband so much. She wants him there with her. And this, mm-hmm. they call it, is it limbo? I think they call it. Yeah. Yeah. She wants him there with her in limbo. And he loves his wife so much, he doesn't want to let her go. Like, I get that. Who wants to let go of your, like, love of your life? Like, that's, I don't think I would do that. If I had to choose a miserable reality, and granted, he did have his kids to live for, but then they were kind of already taken away. I would think I would, me, because I'm weak. I would just succumb to the the dreams and want to live in the dreamland. What do you think you would do? Like, yeah. would you want to do a, a paradise of like dreams that's not real or like just live in reality now? I will. So you can go to sleep every night, you know, I can just mm-hmm. go back to dreaming, you know, and then it, it would be kind of be like you get a week vacation between every workday. You go to sleep, you live in the dream for a week, wake up. Time to go. Uh, it's actually, yeah. it reminds me of one of my favorite horror short stories. Uh, I think it was by Junji Ito. It's, it's a manga. I'm pretty sure it's by Junji Ito. Uh, but it's, oh, I'm trying to remember the name. I hate this. 
basically, uh, this woman goes to a, a mental institution because mm -hmm. she's been sleeping for too long, but she's only been sleeping for a night. But in her head and her, like, her mind and her body are experiencing this longer and longer and longer. And eventually she falls asleep and her body is asleep and her mind is asleep for like a thousand years. Interesting. So does she, does she dream a thousand years? Was she in control or did she just feel like she laid there in abyss for a thousand years? No, it was like she was living in a dream world for a thousand years mm. at a time and then waking up. But it's really cool. Like her body starts to evolve and everything. It's, it's nuts. It's a really interesting story. Yeah. I feel like because you mentioned like, you know, you just go, you just dream at night and be fine. But then I go back to my favorite scene and people come five hours a day to wake up, kind of like they do what you suggest. But the dreams have become their reality because okay. it, it's like the real world is not enough after yeah. a while. That's called I Long would, Dream, by the way. Long Dream by Junji Ito. Mm, okay. Yeah, super I short. Check, check it out. out. It's great. And it's a manga? Mm-hmm. Okay, well, I'll read it and we'll talk about it on Manga Mustard. Yeah. So, Patreons, if you want to watch that live, it's a shameless plug. Um, okay, that's interesting. I, I don't know. I I feel like reality wouldn't be enough for me if I started dreaming and building the life I want to live. Like, I would be a size two. I would have superpowers. I would have my own harem and, like, a mansion of anime butlers, like, Oh, fun fact. Um, I tried to get Taylor to take me to a butler cafe in Japan. It wouldn't he do would. it. But we did go to a maid cafe, but we have to. Will wants to do like a YouTube episode of my Japan recap, but we'll talk about that after this episode. Um, yeah. So any other thoughts on Inception? Like, it's just mind blowing. Yeah. So have you ever seen Paprika? You know, I, I know yeah, Paprika maybe. from Blue's Clues. You know, the no. salt and pepper had Paprika. The little Slightly baby. different slightly different Got yeah it. so it's a it's an old anime movie like 2006 but if you watch paprika and then you watch inception you see like a lot of similarities because mm -hmm. paprika is about you know they develop a, vi a device that can let you see other people's dreams and it's not restricted and somebody steals it and it was an inside job it's a whole big thing it's a good movie mm -hmm. you should check it out interesting i probably will i have some vacation so i have nothing but time but I filled it and I'm busy already. But I still have nothing but time. I'm, t I'm telling myself. Yeah. Okay. You should, so guys, you should watch Paprika. I will. I will. So I'm trying to think like there's so much to, I could say more about Inception. But for the sake of time, I just I don't want to go down another rabbit trail. It's, it's I feel like this movie is a masterpiece. Mm -hmm. Like I would I would give it a 10 out of 10 like recommendation of me. And I don't even give anime stuff like 10s. Yeah, I would. I would give it a 10 out of 10. If I if I had to compare Interstellar and Inception, I would say Interstellar is better, which to me means Inception cannot be a ten out of ten for me. Makes sense. But like, like a nine point eight or a nine point nine. Right, right. See, I I rate my I give my tens as tiers, so I'm not saying ten is the best, as in like this is the like ultimate one, but like it's it's God tier is ten. So like there's a few people but you know you can only have so many in a tier before they get knocked yeah. down but yeah i would say it's a 10 i mean literally i still i like i said i watched it again and i i made sure to really watch it like i put my phone down i was trying to take notes and i i was still mind blown like i found new things i never discovered i missed so many things because whenever they did the deep dive recap 
like these I feel like some people just go too far like with their deep dives but it was it was still enjoyable to watch yeah but yeah okay real quick before we end I have to ask you since we just talked about the drive-in movie what is your favorite snack for the movies so I really don't like snacks gosh like just in general I don't eat snacks like so you just eat three meals a day and you're good to go I usually eat one or two. You eat one meal a day? That's not healthy. It's one or two big okay, meals. Okay, two is fine. Still not healthy. Yeah. But if I like, if I'm in the mood for a snack, which is rare, it's, it's very rare. I thought I had an answer. I don't. Really? Yeah. So you, I you always, I'm, I'm always very thirsty. I, I drink my calories. I still surprise myself. I don't understand why I like them. Because it's plastic. I chew on plastic. But I love Twizzlers. They're so good. But they, you cannot tell me they're not plastic. Yeah, I they, mean, I like Twizzlers. Yeah. They're, you know, they're I don't very, eat them a lot. They, I'll kill a two-pound bag. Man. Easy. And then you like you bite each end and you use it as a straw and it's very bad. But you, yeah. you got to do it because childhood. Yeah, I, I think like Mike and Ike's. I like Mike and Ike's a lot. Okay. So you don't get popcorn at the movie theaters? Usually not. I just buy a large drink. And gulp it down. Yep. How often do you have to go to the bathroom then? Because you saw Avatar, right? That's a three-hour movie. Yeah, I went once. Oh, okay. Which scene yeah. did you leave? This is way off topic, but now I have to know. Like, which scene did you decide to... Uh, it was... Because you have to, like, time it well. It was right... I want to say it was right after they got to the village for the... Um, I don't remember what the... The water Navi were called. Mm-hmm. Is that racist? Mm-hmm. I feel like that's no, insensitive. My, mine was whenever like he got in trouble and the dad was yelling at each at them. I was like, oh, he's about to just go dad mode. I got two minutes, and so I went. I ran and I, I did it. Okay, cool. We're getting off topic. We'll chat a little bit more. Hey guys, if you enjoyed this episode, if you enjoyed Inception, make sure you let us know. Let us know what to talk about because I'm just going to talk about whatever I feel like, but I want to talk about what you want to talk about. Make sure you give us a rate and review on either Podchaser, Spotify, or Apple, however you listen to your podcast. And remember, we are all a chosen people, a geekdom, a priest. We'll see you next time. This was an Anazao Ministries podcast. If you enjoyed this show and would like to learn more about our network, be sure to check out the Anazao Ministries podcast network.